the series. And I just say that to say this is coming from, again, somebody who's likely goes to that same place where you as a creative might be at right now, where I go all the time, where, oh, this shit sucks, or I'm not as good as I thought, etc. And telling you that, one, yeah, that's a thing that happens to the best of us. And two, use that as a tool to either strengthen what you're bad at or find what you're great at. And according to him, this is the key to unlocking what is going to make you successful. You know, you finding that thing that you're good at and then reinforcing and working on that. What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to the Spun Today podcast, the podcast that is anchored in writing, but unlimited in scope. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz, and I appreciate you listening. This is episode 184 of the podcast, a free writing session episode. And in this episode, I share my April, May, and June 2021 writing stats. I also share a writing tip that I picked up along the way, and I tell you about what I've been reading. And lastly, I read and reflect on a free writing piece of mine, which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash free writing. Stick around, stick around, stick around for all that good stuff. But first, here's a very quick way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast if you so choose. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Alrighty, my writing stats. Good numbers for April and May, and much worse percentage-wise when it comes to June, which a benefit of doing these episodes and also just keeping track of my writing stats is that I see something like this, and I see April, May, and June, although I started off good, I regressed in each of the subsequent months. So the benefit of that is it gives you a visual, gives me a visual and says, yo, step your game up for July because you're slacking. That said, in the month of April 2021, I wrote 17 out of the 30 days of the month for a writing percentage of 56.7%. In the month of May 2021, I wrote 16 out of the 31 days of the month for a writing percentage of 51.6%. So I dropped by about 5.1 percentage points there. And then in June, the month of June 2021, I wrote 13, only 13, out of the 30 days of the month for a writing percentage of 43.3%. That's an 8.3% drop from the previous month where I already had a 5.1% drop from my productivity of the month before. 
And those are my keep myself honest writing stats for the months of April, May, and June 2021. On a positive note, I will say that the hiatus, if you want to call it that, aka writer's block, aka making excuses, that I took from continuing writing my second novel, Fractal, to write a couple of short story ideas. The good thing is that I feel like I'm nearing the end of completing one of the those uh, short stories. And as I've done in the past with all my, my previous short stories, which folks can check out if they want to read it at spuntoday.com forward slash short stories. As I have done with all of those, I'll definitely do with this one and create a short story audiobook for you guys to listen to as well. Definitely stay tuned for that coming through in the near future. The writing tip that I want to share with you all in this episode comes from an excerpt from a YouTube video. I stumbled upon this series that is a compilation of a bunch of different videos of the creators of certain shows just speaking about writing and their writing process. And it's like a a mishmash of, you know, different times that they've spoken, whether it be giving a speech at a school or in an interview, etc. And there's folks like Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould that created Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And in the case for the writing tip that I'm going to share with you guys today, it's an excerpt of Nick Pizzolatto's video on how he wrote and created True Detective. I'll link to the video in the episode notes, and I definitely recommend that folks uh, watch the whole video. It's not that long. It's about like 10 minutes or so. But the excerpt that I'm taking is precisely around eight minutes, eight seconds into the video. So it's like more towards the end. And if you check out the link in my episode notes for this video, it'll take you directly to that timestamp. Anyway, this is the poignant tip that definitely resonated with me. And he said, quote, I think think the the big big tip tip would be to, to learn your craft as well as you possibly can, to learn what you do well and, and what moves you. When, when you read your stuff, your, your own stuff, be honest with how bad it is and look at it and find the places where it does come alive, even if just for a sec, even if it's just a line, because that right there is the key to unlocking what what is is going going to to make make you successful. successful. End quote. And that makes sense to me on a couple of different levels. First being that it's definitely easy to get down on yourself and your work and thinking that you're not good enough. And those moments can and should be looked at as opportunities, opportunities to get better at those things that you think you suck at, opportunities to realize that certain things aren't as bad as you may have thought, or being real with yourself and saying, yeah, this does suck. Either I got to get better at this or this other thing that I do like. And, you know, definitely notice those things that, you know, when, like he says, even if it's just a line, learn what it is that you did well there and try to apply it, you know, throughout the rest of your project, throughout the rest of that piece, throughout the rest of that work. Or use it as a building block and say, hey, the rest of the stuff I don't like, but this piece of dialogue here that I wrote, I think that's my strong suit. Let me focus on more of that and strengthen that, continue to reinforce that ability to write dialogue for example and this is coming from someone that has been there and who probably still gets to that place you know as a writer as a creative and nick Pizzolato, if you guys haven't checked out um true detective season one specifically because season one was off the hook i think i did a, a piece on it years ago when it came out although i'm not positive but it was an amazing show season two I watched 
off the strength of season one, off the strength of how good season one was, but season two wasn't good in my opinion. And season three, even though it looked better than season two, I didn't watch because it like fell off so much in season two. And if there's more seasons, I don't even know about it. But circling back to season one, one of the characters that Nick wrote, his name is Russ, and he was played by Matthew McConaughey. I said then, or I thought then, if I didn't record this, but I remember saying this, if not on an episode, definitely to to people in conversation, that Russ's character is the best, most impressive character that I've seen anybody play in anything ever. And I would definitely have to like rewatch the series to see if that still holds up and if I feel the same way. But I highly recommend the series. And I just say that to say this is coming from, again, somebody who's likely goes to that same place where you as a creative might be at right now, where I go all the time, where, oh, this shit sucks, or I'm not as good as I thought, etc. And telling you that, one, yeah, that's a thing that happens to the best of us. And two, use that as a tool to either strengthen what you're bad at or find what you're great at. And according to him, this is the key to unlocking what is going to make you successful. You know, you finding that thing that you're good at and then reinforcing and working on that. And that, folks, is my writing tip for this episode, which is, again, an excerpt from Nick Pizzolatto speaking on how he wrote True Detective. What I've been reading. I've been reading The Archer, written by Paulo Cuello. And here's the official synopsis. In The Archer, we meet Tetsuya, a man once famous for his prodigious gift with a bow and arrow, but who has since retired from public life, and the boy who comes searching for him. The boy has many questions, and in answering them, Tetsuya illustrates the way of the bow and the tenets of a meaningful life. Paulo Cuello's story suggests that living without a connection between action and soul cannot fulfill, that a life constricted by fear of rejection or failure is not a life worth living. Instead, one must take risks, build courage, and embrace the unexpected journey fate has to offer. Then it goes on to say, with the wisdom, generosity, simplicity, and grace that have made him an international bestseller, Paulo Cuello provides the framework for a rewarding life. Hard work, passion, purpose, thoughtfulness, the willingness to fail, and the urge to make a difference. And Paulo Cuello, for those of you that don't know, is the author of one of my favorite books, which is The Alchemist. It's a book that has sold something like over 80 million copies worldwide, translated into dozens of languages and different territories. And it's a book that I've revisited multiple times and each time get something else from it. And I would imagine it's going to continue to be like this, you know, throughout life or my life rather, you know, revisiting the story and seeing it from the point of view of a different character. Um, Cause at different stages in your life, as you know, is common, I guess with books, you can go back and you're in, at a different stage in your life. So you resonate with a different character. So you see the entire story from a different point of view and you get different things from it. And the book is an allegory on life as is, this book, The Archer. And I heard of The Archer after reading The Alchemist, but I never checked it out. But it's something that just kept popping up. You know, either I heard people mention it on different podcasts or I would just randomly get it in my inbox, like from a newsletter or just read a blurb of, you know, this is like worth reading, etc. And I decided to finally check it out. And I'm glad I did. 
it's first off it's a super quick read um the paperback is i believe 160 pages according to amazon and the audiobook which is where i listened is less than an hour long so you could digest the entire thing in in one sitting as always i'm going to share a couple different clips with you all that resonated with me and speak to them a bit the best allies are those who do not think like everyone else that is why when you seek companions with whom you can share your enthusiasm for archery trust your intuition and pay no attention to what anyone else may say people always judge others by taking as a model their own limitations and other people's opinions are often full of prejudice and fear join with all those who experiment take risks fall get hurt and then take more risks stay away from those who affirm truths who criticize those who do not think like them people who have never once taken a step unless they were sure they would be respected for doing so and who prefer certainties to doubts and i think we could all use like a healthy mix of that type of advice a healthy balance of that type of advice if you will like he mentions, which is definitely true, I know for myself and and for others as well, that people's opinions, again, including my own, are full of your own biases, your own prejudices, your own fears, and you tend to project that onto others, whether you're well-intentioning or not. You know, not in, in a negative way, it's just that you come with your own baggage and your outlook is shaped by your experiences and, again, your fears and your insecurities, etc., and that all is part of the cacophony that is the advice that you give someone. And it's important to be weary, weary of that and understand that. And that type of concept is where, like a saying, like, take it with a grain of salt comes from, you know, like, don't take everything on face value. And I also like the advice of, you know, joining more with like the risk takers versus the folks that are only do things that they are sure of what the outcome is going to be. And if that outcome, you know, pleases the masses, etc. And this is something to take within reason, right? It's not like, you know, join with the risk takers that are about to rob the bank and, you know, take a big risk with their freedoms and stuff like that. And on the flip side, you know, being an overanalyzing freak such as myself, I understand the pitfalls that come along with that, but also know that being that way has also served me. So there's positives and negatives to everything, which is why I take this advice as, and synthesize it rather, to apply it to my own life in terms of a healthy mix of both. Here's the next one. The bow is life, the source of all energy. The arrow will leave one day. The target is a long way off, but the bow will stay with you and you must know how to look after it. It requires periods of inaction. A bow that is always armed and braced loses its strength. Therefore, allow it to rest, to recover its firmness. Then, when you draw the bowstring, the bow will be content with all its strength intact. And going back to what I said before, Listening to something like this, I can already see how at, you know, different times in my life or, you know, in different moods that I might be in, it'll affect the way I take that in 
and think of that like metaphor like what is the bow is the bow a metaphor for life is the bow a metaphor for your body and you know hence i'm speaking about the importance of periods of, of rest and recovery so your body can be as strong as, as powerful and then if that's the case what is the arrow is the arrow your soul that will one day leave your body it's interesting interesting food for thought and it makes you understand why the new york times is quoted as as calling paulo Guayo a novelist who writes in a universal language and we're seeing it here right like he he doesn't write i don't believe he writes in english he's brazilian if i'm not mistaken so i would imagine he writes in portuguese but that universality comes through and you know the fact that his books get translated in dozens of different languages anyway here's the next one the arrow is the intention it is what unites the strength of the bow with the center of the target the intention must be crystal clear straight and balanced so i'll cut that one off there it can obviously be taken literally and it is applicable to archery itself right like the from a technique perspective but again in going with the allegory for life and the metaphor that the arrow is your intention like what you put out there you know if the bow is you if the bow is a representation of you your body etc the arrows are what comes out of you think your art think the way you speak the way you treat people so on and so forth i can definitely appreciate the concept behind your intention needing to be crystal clear and balanced and focused so that it can properly achieve its desired target the archer learns when he forgets all about the rules of the way of the bow and goes on to act entirely on instinct in order though to be able to forget the rules it is necessary to respect them and to know them when he reaches this state he no longer needs the instruments that helped him to learn he no longer needs the bow or the arrows or the target because the path is more important than the thing that first set him on that path in the same way the student learning to read reaches a point when he frees himself from the individual letters and begins to make words out of them now what jumped out to me from that clip and i think that's the last one i'm going to be sharing with you guys i'll double check in a second but what jumped out to me immediately was the idea of knowing the rules and learning the rules so that then you can break them and make whatever it is that you're working on your own. And that's a common thing that I've read and I've heard in advice from, from writers, whether it be with screenplays or writing TV shows, which I guess technically are, are screenplays, and writing novels. I think Stephen King actually on writing uh, spoke to this as well, which is that concept of learn the rules so that you know them. You have this like strong foundation or sturdy foundation rather so that then you can break them. And that's when you like truly come into your own. That's when you'll find your voice. And again, folks listening to this, you might listen to that. You might not be into writing. You would be able to take that and apply that to some other craft or just to concepts of life and how to carry yourself and how to live in general and actually I have one more so at the end of the story the boy who seeks out 
this archer. The archer agreed to like teach him the ways of, of the bow under the condition that afterwards he would never speak to anyone of their encounter. And anybody that asks, hey, did you ever find that archer you're looking for? He tells them no. And he makes sure that nobody else, you know, by doing so, he makes sure that nobody else comes out like seeking the archer who wants this like peaceful hermit-like life. So at the end, after teaching him the way of the bow, the boy is reluctant to leave. And that's where this clip picks up. How can I know if I'm doing the right thing? How can I be sure that my eyes are concentrating, that my posture is elegant, that I'm holding the bow correctly? Visualize the perfect master always by your side and do everything to revere him and to honor his teachings. This master, who many people call God, although some call him the thing and others talent, is always watching us. He deserves the best. And I thought that to be such a useful tool. And I guess this is where, like, folks that are religious, you know, lean on religion. And like he mentions in this, you know, other folks, you know, call something like this talent or um, like Stephen Pressfield refers to the muse as, you know, like the writing gods that that he's like an antenna for when it comes to his writing. And it's such a useful tool to, I guess, kind of sort of put the responsibility of on some external force, you know, when it comes to like art and creativity and expressing yourself and, you know, not bogging yourself down with the pressures of that and just allowing things to flow. It's like such a good tool to use and an interesting way to look at it and to go about doing things that seems both ethereal and practical at the same time. And I kind of liken it to a child or a kid like wanting to do something to impress their parents or to make their parents proud. So I definitely thought that was a good way to a good tool to like internalize and, and apply as needed where when you're embarking on a project on a new story or whatever it is that is your thing and you're kind of like hesitant and gun shy about it and damn, am I going to be good enough or not? Picture that perfect master standing by you and do your best, give it a your all and make it happen in a way that'll make him or her proud. And that folks is what I've been reading. The Archer by Paulo Cuello. I'll link to it in the episode notes. It's a great read. Highly recommend it. Check it out. And last but not least, the free writing piece that I want to share with you all today was posted to my website, spuntoday.com, on July 5th, 2021. I wrote the actual piece about six years ago, as you'll see. But if you want to read along, you can check it out again at spuntoday.com and look for the post in the free writing section that was posted on July 5th, 2021, or check out the episode notes where I will link to this specific writing piece directly. The title of it is Why You Need to Write Every Day. Something that if you take a look at my writing stats from April, May, and June of this year, I clearly did not do. (laughs) I don't take, consistently don't take my own advice. The struggle is real, folks. But that just gives me something to strive for, right? Or am I making excuses? Hmm. Anyway, (laughs) title of the post is why you need to write every day. And here's what I wrote. Picture a crumpled up sheet of paper. Every day that you put forth a concerted effort to write, 
you make an ever so slight flattening of one of the creases in that crumpled up sheet of paper. The more work you put in, the more it opens up. Draft one, it's halfway open. Draft two, it's completely flattened out. Final draft, you iron it out to pristine condition. Both the quality and quantity of what you're left with correlate to the amount of work you put in. From a quote used in a meme to a thousand page novel. Flatten out all of the crumpled up pieces of paper in the wastebasket of your mind. And I wrote that on Friday, November 20th, 2015 at 5.55 p.m. Damn, there's a lot of fives in that. Friday, which starts with an F and so does five. 11, 20, 2015. 11, which is like November, which is like the Friday of the year, of the months of the year. <laughs> 2015, which ends in a five and 5.55 p.m. Anyway, that just jumped out at me. But going back to what I wrote, you know, when I read this, you know what I picture? Do you guys know? Well, if you guys listen to this, you know that I'm a, a big fan of of the JRE, Joe Rogan's podcast. And there are folks that create dope animations from clips of a lot of uh, his different episodes. And they do so also for like the King of the Sting and for uh, Uncle Joey's joint, previously the Church of What's Happening Now. And I'm sure for other podcasts as well, but hopefully, maybe one day, this podcast will blow up to the point where someone that knows how to do the animation stuff will do it to this. And I picture it as, like, I, I start off, you know, saying, you know, picture a crumpled up sheet of paper. And I picture, like, an animation of that crumpled up sheet of paper on one side of the screen. And then on the other side of the screen, someone that is showing up to work, showing up to write. And every time they do that crumpled up piece of paper you know, starts unfolding. Like I write draft one, it's halfway open. You know, that person keeps showing up and grinding and writing. Draft two comes about. And now the piece of crumpled up piece of paper is completely flattened out. Then they continue to grind and work and edit and they have their final draft. And now it's like a pristine sheet of paper, maybe, you know, evolved into like a short story or a book or something like that in the animation. This is how I'm picturing the animation, by the way. And then as a direct result of that hard work and dedication and that getting good at it by grinding and working and learning about your craft, like the quality of that book is shown by, you know, stamps getting put on it again in this like automation that I'm picturing in my mind, like New York Times bestseller, Amazon bestseller, Pulitzer Prize, this, that, the other, etc. So anybody out there that knows how to do this animation stuff and happens to hear this? I will be forever in your debt if you make that happen. <laughs> anyway, going back to this writing piece, I like it. I definitely, I like the, going back to Nick Pizzolatto's advice, you know, find like that, even if it's one line that you like, that one line for me from this piece, which is kind of like rambling in the beginning, I like the very end of it, which is ties in, you know, ties in, the concept of the entire piece above it, but ends with flattening out all the crumpled up pieces of paper in the wastebasket of your mind. Like, I like that. And that's a metaphor for, again, other things, not just to writing, but in showing up to confront your issues, to confront your problems, to work on what it is that you have to work on and work towards and flattening 
the crumpled up pieces of paper in the wastebasket of your mind is a metaphor to each and every one of those different things showing up to work out because that of that crumpled up piece of paper that is your overweight body an unhealthy body or showing up to work on time and consistently and doing your job well because of wanting to flatten out that crumpled up piece of paper that has become the job that you have disdain for and most directly how i wrote it in this piece which is showing up to work and to write and to work on your stories your short stories your novel on your craft to flatten out that piece of paper that has become the crumpled up novel that has been put on the shelf and is waiting to be flattened out by your hard work and determination and actual showing up to do what it is that you got to do and that folks is what i'm going to leave you with Again, that is my free writing piece titled Why You Need to Write Every Day, posted on my website on July 5th, 2021, and linked to in the episode notes. I hope you guys appreciated this episode as much as I appreciate the opportunity to be able to record it for you all to actually listen to. And that, my friends, is episode 184 of the Spun Today podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening. Please stay tuned for a few ways that you can help support this show if you so choose. Peace. What's up, folks? Tony here. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy producing it for you. Here are a few quick ways that you can help support this show. You can support the Spun Today podcast by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. There you'll find my merch section where you can cop the iconic podcasts versus anybody t-shirt in a wide variety of different colors and all different sizes also if you're into cycling you can cop the super soft comfortable minimalist design spun today bike club t-shirt also available in a bunch of different colors in all different sizes there are a few other designs of different types of t-shirts definitely go there and check it out spuntoday.com forward slash support it's the merch section where you can also get a dope coffee mug I have coffee mugs with the brand new redesigned Spun Today logo on one side and the tagline that I end every show with on the other, which is start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. The mug is available in both black and white because we don't discriminate here at the Spun Today podcast. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash support and check out the merch section. You can support the Spun Today podcast by checking out my writing. You can go to spuntoday.com forward slash free writing and check out some of my free association writing, which is intended to be some cathartic free writing, but oftentimes doubles down as motivation for myself and others. At spuntoday.com forward slash short stories, you can read a bunch of the different short stories that I've written and actually listen to the audiobook versions of those short stories there as well. Another way you can help support my writing is by going to spuntoday.com forward slash books and checking out what I have in store for sale. Digital copies are available in all formats, whether it be Kindle, iBooks, or a different type of e-reader. You can also purchase paperback copies if that's your preferred reading method. Currently available, I have my nonfiction, Make Way For You, which is a collection of freely written thoughts that were curated and put together as tips for getting out of your own way. Also available is my debut time travel novel titled Fractal. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash books to show your support. Support the Spun Today podcast by following me on social at Spun Today on Twitter, at Spun Today on Instagram. 
please also check out and like my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash spun today and subscribe to my YouTube page as well. On my YouTube page, not only will you get these full length episodes, but you'll also get to check out some chopped up clips and bonus content. To get to my YouTube page, just search spun today on YouTube or click on any of the YouTube icons on the footer of my website. Also, don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're listening. It really does help. The Spun Today newsletter is available to each and every one of my listeners absolutely for free. All you have to do is go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and drop in your email address. What I'm going to do is brighten up everybody's least favorite day of the week by delivering five curated things within my weekly newsletter every Monday at noon. You're going to receive a photo of the week, a recommended podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts from an array of varied interests. I cherry pick the very best ones so that you can check them out. I also share a video of the week, which can be anything from a tasty recipe to a dope rap battle to an enlightening TED talk. I also share a quote of the week. And finally, for my fellow wordsmiths out there, a word of the week so that you can step up your vocab. Again, this curated list is yours absolutely free by going to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe and dropping in your email address and you can unsubscribe at any time. Again, go to spuntoday.com forward slash subscribe, drop in your email address and you'll get the very next one. If you want to help support the Spun Today podcast financially, you can do so by going to spuntoday.com forward slash support. Here you'll find a few different ways that you can do so. You can shop on Amazon, but first go to my website, spuntoday.com forward slash support. Click on the Amazon banner, which will take you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It will not cost you anything extra, but I will get credit for driving traffic to their website. Another cool way that you can help support this show is through Patreon, where you can set up reoccurring donations to my podcast, whether it be $1 per show, $2 per show, etc. And depending on how much you choose to pledge, you will receive some Patreon perks in return. Things like free writing pieces, free bookmarks, free digital copies of my books, etc. Again, my Patreon link can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. You can also set up similar reoccurring payments via my Ko-fi page. And if you want to send a one-time happiness bomb donation, if you will, you can do so via my PayPal link. Again, all of which can be found at spuntoday.com forward slash support. If you're a fellow creative, a cool way that you can help support the Spun Today podcast and actually be part of the podcast is by filling out my five question questionnaire located at spuntoday.com forward slash questionnaire. Here you'll find the five open questions related to your craft, your art, what inspires you to create, what type of unrelated hobbies you're into, and what motivates you to get your work done. You can choose to remain anonymous or plug your website and your work. And once you submit your questionnaire, I read your responses on a future episode of the Spun Today podcast. It's completely free at no cost to you. And what I like to say about it is that if your responses could potentially spark inspiration in someone else, why not share that? SpunToday.com forward slash questionnaire. And as always, folks, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening. I love you, Aiden. I love you, Daddy.